Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Way Up Health podcast. My name is Brian Johnson, and on today's episode, we are joined by Sarah Hubert. Sarah is a graduate of Utah State University with a degree in social work and sociology. She hopes to be able to help one family and one person at a time understand their importance and potential in life. You'll see that throughout this episode. She's worked as a teacher abroad, as well as worked with the special needs population, and she currently works as a caseworker in child protection. On this episode, she'll be taking us through her health journey and specifically how she has navigated an eating disorder from an early age. There's a lot of great information and positivity throughout this episode and so many good takeaways. Please enjoy and thank you for joining us on The Way Up. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Brian. Happy to be here. (laughs) I know you were so open and granted a lot of my conversations revolve around health, but it was so great to initially just talk to you and hear your experience and your story. And I'm hoping you'll give everyone listening the same favor that you gave me and maybe painting us a nice picture and a good foundation that we can work with through the rest of this episode. Yeah, of course. I'll introduce just my story a little bit. My health story really started from a pretty young age. My family was a pretty health conscious family still is uh, not a bad thing for sure. My mom is a dietitian. I think it, as a child of a dietitian has some pros and cons for me personally, I would probably say my health journey started when I was about 10. When I was 10, I was, you know, I was just experiencing some health problems. I was, I was having some struggles with endurance and in sports. I was, I played soccer and I was having some problems with that. I was later, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, uh, which is pretty common, I would say, not in kids though. And so that was something that 10 year old me definitely didn't understand. I would probably say that that started my health journey uh, was that simple diagnosis. I all of a sudden started not being able to have a whole lot of energy. Uh, I started putting on some weight. And as a 10 year old, all you want to do is, is be able to make friends and feel like you fit in. For me personally, that was a little bit of a struggle. As soon as I basically stopped growing, you know, vertically and, and just put on a little bit of weight, I, I definitely felt like I was uh, stuck out like a sore thumb. It didn't necessarily help that you have people on the outside that maybe they mean well, but they say something and it, and it cuts deep. I definitely experienced my fair share of that when I was a kid, both from family members and strangers. You know, it got to the point where I was in junior high, entering high school, and I was pretty tired of it. So I stopped eating and I started working out a lot. I got to the point where I was obviously unhealthy, under 100 pounds and didn't didn't necessarily have a whole lot of energy to do the things I wanted to do. But honestly, like the only thing that mattered to me was what other people thought of me. So I'm looking back at that, you know, I feel for, for little Sarah, because I hate that she had to go through that, but it it definitely brought me to where I am now and and is continuing. I I am continuing to live that health uh, journey for, for myself. I went through high school and, you know, struggled on 
on again, off again with an eating disorder. Um, went into college, continued that struggle. Didn't really feel like I was putting my all into school or putting my all into relationships. It was a big, you know, I just, I wanted to make sure that I was seen as somebody that people wanted to hang out with on the outside. Looking back, like size doesn't matter, right? Like that doesn't matter at all. But when it's yourself, at least for me at the time, that was all I could think about. So I got to the point where my doctor told me that I was not doing too hot, right? Um, Health wise. And my thyroid medication stopped working. I put on a ton of weight. I just felt super uncomfortable. I didn't know who I was anymore. And so I started to try and figure out what would work for my body, not necessarily to lose weight. I think it was that at first, but it's turned into, I just want to feel good. I just want to feel like I can do the things that I love to do. And I just want my body to be able to work the way that the way it's supposed to work. And so I started to go through a couple different uh, diets and that wasn't a foreign concept to me. I mean, I definitely have been dieting on and off since I was 10, which is something that I looking back on, you know, I I wish that somebody would have told me when I was young that a diet is not the answer. (laughs) I definitely wish that somebody would have told me that. So, I mean, today I have been able to figure out uh, just from what my body needs, what I can eat and what I can put into it. I haven't eaten meat in about four years. Uh, And that's just a personal thing. I got super sick whenever I ate it. Funny thing is that I have not liked meat since I was like four years old. And you can ask my mom that. She'll tell you the exact (laughs) same thing. It wasn't a hard thing for me to just finally listen to my body. I was tired of feeling sick. So I stopped, I stopped eating meat and I felt better. I also don't eat dairy. It's just, I'm lactose intolerant. Don't like feeling sick. So I just, it's not something that I eat. A lot of people, you know, kind of question my motives behind that diet. And I just tell them it's not a diet. It's, it's the way that I choose to live so that I can, like I said, do what I want to do with my body. You know, I, I love to move my body. And I've loved sports and um, like running and stuff since I was a kid. And so I've reached the point in my life where, I mean, I'm definitely, definitely not perfect in, in what I eat and in what time I eat. I mean, sometimes I get back from work and I'm eating at like 10 o'clock PM, right? Like Uh a little too late, (laughs) but you know, it's just, it's a daily thing that you just have to, at least for me, I have to focus on it daily. And in my mind, it is one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves is figure out what works for us and stick with it because we only get one body. And, you know, I I really hope that I can treat my body with the respect that it deserves. And so that's kind of a brief, brief uh, explanation of just my story and and just a little bit of kind of where and why I am where I am today. 
Sarah, thank you. And this is amazing. You've taken years and years of different struggles and different ideas of what things to eat and not eat and exercise and all these different things and putting them into words is even difficult. And so thank you for being willing to share that with us. And I have, I have so many questions. <laughs> so I do want to focus always on the upward progression and the health journey and put a positive light on that. But I first, I want to hear mentally where you were at. Physically, I feel like sometimes we can really gauge how we're doing with our diet and how we feel, exercise and how we feel. But mentally, it's a different story. And so what, what stories were you telling yourself? Where was your headspace during this? A good question. <laughs> And I definitely think that that's something that I continue to process. I think that the mental game is a hard one. There were times through, I I don't necessarily want to call it like a a recovery um, from from an eating disorder, but that's kind of what it was. There were points and times where I would convince myself, oh, well, like I don't need to eat. It's fine. There were times where my family members would bribe me with money to lose a certain amount of weight. And that was really hard. I felt a lot of shame in who I was. You know, I don't know what the motives were behind that specific uh, bribery, but to a kid, at least to me, it felt like I wasn't accepted the way I was. And so they had to try and offer me something that would entice me to become more of who they wanted me to be. So mentally, I think that honestly, 10 plus years later, I'm still trying to process that. That's still something that's hard for me. And that's still something that's a little raw to me. But as soon as I started to realize that the things that I'm doing are for me and not for other people are so that I can feel like myself and discover who I am um, instead of trying to please other people. I think that that's where it really started for me, at least in my health journey. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I I love just hearing that. And thank you for digging deep. It does sound like there was this period of time, I don't know if it was quick months or even years where your perspective switched from looking healthy in very strong bunny ears to feeling healthy for you. And there's this stark contrast between looking healthy for others and being healthy for yourself. How do you think that perspective switched in you? I don't really know. Exactly how it switched. I think a big part of it was was maybe some other things I was dealing with at the time, some other mental things that I was dealing with at the time. So I studied I studied social work at college, and I was in classes that talked about the mind, and I was in classes that talked about the environment and the person and how they interact. And I think that a lot of those lessons that I was being taught and that I was participating in uh, really applied to what I was going through. If I wanted to be able to help other people, 
then I had to figure out how to help and manage my own things that I was going through, my own struggles that I was going through. And that's a daily thing that I that I continue to struggle with and that I continue to strive to achieve. I think everybody's probably heard the analogy where you have to put the mask on yourself before you put it on someone else. And I think that that it, it's the same thing with health. Like you have to take care of yourself mentally and physically if you're going to be able to care for and help other people process their, because everybody goes through stuff and you have to take care of yourself and you have to make sure that you are in a healthy space to be able to even think about offering somebody else the assistance and the help when they come to you. And so part of your motive then was in order to help, you needed to struggle with this yourself and figure out a way to navigate it. I think so. (laughs) Man, if that isn't the definition of good hearted and healthy, I don't know (laughs) what is. I, I think it's so, I don't mean to desensitize anything, but it's, it's fascinating to see our perspective change through these struggles and through the time of looking back and like, wow, this was a decade that I was figuring out how to navigate that. And it's, it's a long time. And so it's, it's just amazing to see the way that our minds are trying so desperately to figure out how to cope and how to navigate. And then there's, oh gosh, there's family problems and relationships. And it's just an endless source of things that might be piling up as you're trying to figure out your own health. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's amazing to just have a perspective of we're all trying to strive for health. And working on ourselves is not selfish. It's not bad. It's not self-centered. Because if you are healthy, like you said, you can then help others in their struggles. I think it's also important to focus on the fact that this life is is a journey. And I don't, and I hope that nobody expects themselves to go through this life without setbacks. Because they definitely happen. When you said, you know, when you're just talking about like the other things that the other struggles and the other things that we have to deal with in life, I, it just brought me right to October of 2019. I was living abroad and I got in an accident, uh, a motor accident, and I broke my leg. And I'm a pretty active person. I love to bike, I love to hike, I love to run. Uh, I played sports in high school. And to be honest, when I broke my leg, I thought my life was over. Talk about a mental block that completely set me back from the health journey and me trying to find a stable level of health where I could be mentally and physically. That was 12 weeks on crutches, not being able to put a single pound of pressure on my leg. And when you're in a foreign country and you don't speak the language and you know, the transportation's difficult, like that can be hard. At least it was for me. My family members begged me to come back and looking back at what happened and what I went through, 
it was more of a mental journey than it was a physical one, which is saying a lot because my bone had to literally reheal itself. (laughs) So like it was, it was, yeah, it was definitely more of a mental journey for me than it was a physical one. And the physical one was hard. I remember leaning up against the washing machine where I was living and just trying to do a calf raise, a single calf raise. Couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I really thought, you know, sitting on the side of the road right after my leg broke. I don't know if everybody listening to this podcast believes in God, but I prayed to God to take me back five minutes so that I could avoid it. But I think back to it now. And that was probably one of the biggest blessings in my life was to have that accident happen was because I went through a setback, but I grew mentally and physically from that. And I hope that nobody expects themselves to go through this life without setbacks because we're going to have them, but just know that you can work through them and just know that it gets better. Even if you can't see that it's going to get better in the, in the moment. What kept you going? When I broke my leg, I just wanted to be able to run again. (laughs) Really, I just wanted to be able to run again. And I wanted to be able to walk again. And I wanted to be able to, I was teaching English abroad. And I wanted to be able to, you know, stand up and hug those kids again and and carry them on my shoulders. And yeah, I just, I'm also pretty stubborn. (laughs) I'm a pretty stubborn person. (laughs) And I just wanted to be able to do things on my own again. Because I think probably the biggest like mental block for me that happened when I broke my leg was having to go from being this independent person to being able to do nothing on my own. That was very hard for me. That was so hard. I couldn't, you know, I lived on the fourth floor of a, of an apartment building, no elevator. And I wouldn't let people help me up the stairs because I'm so stubborn and I get it. Like, and I get the people in my life who get frustrated with that, (laughs) but that taught me a big lesson. You know, it taught me to accept help from other people. And it taught me that we don't have to go through this life, figuring everything out on our own. We can have other people help us. And I definitely think that that's a big part of mental and physical help. I don't think that we're meant to go through our journeys alone. Think about the pandemic. When we all had to isolate, we all felt that isolation because we're not meant to go through this life alone. We're meant to go through it with other people. And I think that that was a big lesson to me was that, you know what, when you're down, like quite literally down, (laughs) have to accept help from other people. And it doesn't mean you're weak. It just means that you're human. I'm a firm believer that there are aspects of health that should be executed independently and that you for yourself have to figure out how to exercise and how to eat in a way that helps you feel good. Things like that that are more individual. But I also believe that there is an aspect of health that is so fundamentally founded on connection that it's impossible to thrive without it. And I think 
in your experience right there, you articulated that perfectly. And I agree with you too. I definitely think back to my own experience. And if somebody would have told me, if somebody would have tried to tell me what to eat, I would not have listened to them. But yes, I definitely (laughs) think that there are aspects to our personal health journeys and our personal mental health and physical health that we have to figure out on our own because we're not all the same. And we have to figure out what works for us. You mentioned earlier that part of that switch in perspective for you was using nutrition and health as a way to fuel doing the things that you love. And I think that is a fantastic definition of health, that it's not eating to look a certain way. It's not exercising to look a certain way. It's exercising and eating a certain way because you feel good. I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. I think the results of health that we think are so important and that are the only thing at the end of the health equation is how we look. And look around. Every human looks completely different. And I look at the Olympics and the athletes. Some of them weigh a lot more than the other athletes, but they're Olympians. That's like the epitome of health. And I think that your, your definition there fits so solidly that there's this level of individualism to health of what does healthy on me look like? It's not determined by anyone else. It's how I feel. And I think that's such a rare space to be in and to stay in and to get to. And it, it's hard to stay in that. So over, over this journey that you've been on from growing up and eating disorder and struggling with the mental aspect of that, and then a broken leg and living abroad and all these different things. How do you, how do you strive for that space of health is for me? Well, I I really do think that it comes back to being able to go through every day. If I wasn't focusing on the things that I love and being able to feel good, then I wouldn't make it day by day. For me, it is going out and riding a bike. It is going on a hike. It is rock climbing. Like those are the things that I love. And I love to do those with the people I love. And so my motivation to continue to make sure that I am in a place where I can do that where I can continue to see the people that I love to see and do the things that I love to do so that I can make it through this life because this life is hard. There are, there are really hard things that come to us every day, whether it be through work or through school or through family or through relationships, through injuries, there are hundreds of struggles that we deal with throughout our lives. You look at one person's life, it's not going to be the same as any other one person's life, but we all struggle with a lot of things. And I think that it's important to realize for me that I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not striving to be perfect. I'm striving to make it. The big difference. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, I'm so 
I'm so impressed. And I've, I've loved every perspective you brought to the table. And I think it's, it's so funny that at the beginning of this, we were talking a little bit and you described yourself as a normal average person who is just on a journey to find a way through the struggles of life. And as poetic as that sounds, I think that normal and average are farther from the truth. Every story and perspective you've told is extraordinary. And I think the connections and this journey that you're on with your own health will continue to allow you to do the things that you love with the people you love. And I love that that's how you define health. And I think we need to work on that culture a little bit better. I definitely agree. (laughs) Sarah, thank you so much. This has been absolutely wonderful and I'm grateful for you and your willingness to share. You're welcome, Brian. Thank you for having me on. It's been great. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give a huge thank you to all you subscribers and listeners. We really hope to bring value with each new episode. So please leave us your honest reviews and feedback so we can make each episode better. Also, check out our social media accounts to take part in giveaways and more healthy content. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on the way up.